This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's finally feeling a little bit more like the winter season that I get so excited about back in November when we plan for it. And I have to admit, this year has felt a little bit different. Like I wasn't ready for the planning of it when we taught Make December Matter. I loved every inch of every piece of content we put out during that time. And I haven't felt like this huge pull towards 2023 planning and just really like settling in and nesting in the way that very often I do. It's interesting. And maybe you have, and that's great because that's what your season is like. Or maybe you haven't because that's what your season is like. And it's just interesting to me always how every year is so different. And a few days ago, it snowed here. And somehow, I guess maybe that's part of my trigger for it really feeling wintry. And so all of a sudden, I'm in it. Like we have a Christmas tree with some lights. My daughter, who's in a performance, it's it's the big opening week. And I feel the energy a little bit more than I was feeling before. I also feel a little bit the pressure, like, oh, goodness, it's all coming on. So I just share that in case you're a little bit feeling that too. But what I wanted to talk about, besides the fact that this is my favorite time of year usually, um, is about making choices. So we talk a lot about this in around here on the podcast. I've, I know I've shared this with you before. Maybe you're new, so you haven't heard me say this, but all planning is, is making choices in advance. That's all it is. It do- doesn't mean that we're rigid or we haven't... Um, you know, we, we're not flexible. It just means that we've made some choices in advance. And here's the reason why I like this, because there are some choices that are in our future self's best interest that we have a harder time making because in the moment, our ancient brain kicks in and tries to protect us. And so you know, 10 minutes ago, we might have thought, oh, I'm trying to be my healthiest self. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, we see a spread of Christmas cookies and we're like, oh, no, I could starve. I should have those instead, right? And that's just 
that part of our brain that is trying to survive, it was it's so smart that way. If there was ever a lion running after you, you would know what to do. But when we're standing in front of food or we're making a choice about, I don't know, our kids or our home, it's not a lion. And often it feels in our bodies like it is. And so that's why I love planning. Because planning, if all it is, is choosing in advance, it lets you choose at a time when you're your most grounded self. So I would never make a plan if I was really sad about something. I wouldn't necessarily sit down to make a plan if I had just gotten really angry about something. I can calm myself down before I make a plan. And that doesn't mean that if it's Friday, and I usually plan on Fridays, that I put it off till Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week because I'm sad that whole time. We, we just need a little window. And sometimes that can look like letting yourself cry and then resitting down and, and planning. Or it could look like if you're mad, it could look like taking three deep breaths and just getting really present. So it doesn't have to be hard or time-consuming. But because you're not doing the thing right in the moment, you have space and you can align yourself before you make the plan. So that's why, that's why we do what we do around here. So I thought I'd tell you about a choice that I'm making this year and all the different pieces that come into that, just so you can hear sort of where I'm spending my time, how I'm spending it like what the choices really are, because I'm actually not talking about a choice of, you know, what's on the food table. Although for many years, that was my focus. That was what, that was sort of one of my triggers. And so I had to think a lot about that. That's not what I'm thinking about this year. So what I'm thinking about this year is taking time off, taking time off. And I'm going to add the reason I put in the title, making choices really is because I'm going to say taking time off really. Does that make sense? So first of all, one of the reasons that I love this time of year, even though it's taken me a minute to land in it this year, is just all the things. I love all the things. I Mostly, it's about loving how my kids, especially one of my daughters who had a hard time a couple years ago, how this time of year really pulls her forward. And I can witness that and I can see that. Um, and it just, it gives me so much joy inside. And I've always loved it, even before, even before she was having a hard time. I just love the lights at a dark time. I love the darkness. There's something about the darkness that I love. I do love some presence, and I've figured out how to simplify that over the years. I love the family time. I just love the feeling of this winter holiday. It, it just... There's something about it. If I'm not paying too much attention to the, the crazy rush outside, I love the very like natural feeling of the winter holiday. Um, I also was very blessed that my kids go to a school that really honors a lot of rituals within the holiday. And so I've had that since my now college-age kid was five. And that really has helped a lot as well. Like that's been really important to me to see sort of like the old fashionedness, like the slowing down of this time of year um, played out all around me, even in my kids' education. But the, here's another thing I love about the holiday, and this might surprise you. 
or maybe you've heard me say it before, so it's not going to surprise you. But I love that I love the challenge and the op- opportunity that this time of year brings for me to practice being my truest version of myself that I am right now when there seems to be a lot of obstacles, right? So it's like, who am I right now? And how am I that person when there's more parties and I'm an introvert, there's more food and I'm trying to be healthy, there's more alcohol and I don't drink, there's more logistics to make everybody in a family feel good. And I'm really a caretaker that way. So that that takes a lot of energy from me. So how can I be, right? My the truest version of myself with all these obstacles and I just find it's like my best school is <laughs> this time of year. So yes, I love all the twinkly lights and I love all the good, but I also really have come to love the obstacles. So I'm going to say that. And this has been one of my obstacles, the thing I'm going to talk about today for a long time. And this is about really 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 taking time off. And for years, I was confused about, I was pretty confused about vacation in general, but this one particular vacation, I was really confused about. It was easier for me in the summer to say I was on vacation. And I feel like it was like when the kids were younger, when the kids were younger, I wasn't a a coach. I owned a design firm, a graphic design firm. And this season was the season where we designed, back in the day of of lots of print books, we designed annual reports. And so I would say yes to lots of client work at this time of year. It felt like it was a good money opportunity. Like I generally was the one saying yes, so I got opportunities I might not have gotten in other times. And The truth was, is that when I was working and they were little and I was on my laptop, it was like, it was a boundary, right? And so those around me would like swoop in and help with the kids. And so it felt easier sometimes to be on my laptop, to be with my young kids and putting snowsuits on and taking them off and running outside and making kajillion meals and all the different things, right? So that was when they were younger. As they've gotten older, it's not as exhausting to get them out the door in snowsuits. They can obviously do that themselves. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that like really vacation thing in a minute because as I define what's really important to me in vacation, well, first of all, I, I love my work. So even though I don't need to escape from my kids... I also have a whole thing about like not wanting to really shut off my work and and beliefs I have around that. So we'll get to that in a minute. But so so I was just confused. Like I was confused about what it really looked like to be on vacation. And then for years, it was like vacation was when the kids were out of school. And I'm laughing this year because my my youngest gets out of school this Friday as I'm putting this live. And my oldest, who's in college, I go pick up on Saturday, but it's like kind of a big deal because he's close, but not that close. So it's like a full day. And my middle one doesn't get out of school until like the Friday before Christmas. So she has, you know, so it's like she has a whole extra week. And I used to think that when my 
kids got off, that's when I was off. Like that's when I had permission to stop working. Was when when my kids were off of school. And this year, it's interesting because like the, between all three of them and the getting people to and from places, like there's actually not many that many days where everyone's home together and off. And so if I if I went by that, I wouldn't have very much vacation. So as I was thinking about what I would share today, I was trying to just wrap my head around what vacation really, really means to me. And of course, as it does sometimes. So whenever you're asking yourself, because I'm going to ask some big questions of you so that you can go answer them for yourself. And maybe vacation is something that you struggle with. So maybe vacation is the question you ask, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this ties into other questions that you can ask around making choices. Um, But I've been asking myself, what does vacation really mean to me for a while? And the first two things that really come up, and and I'm really mostly talking about specifically what this winter vacation means to me, because this winter vacation, as you may know from being around here, it means a lot to me. Um, This time of year means a lot to me. It um, It has a lot of weight in my year. Um, it has a lot of meaning in my year in in a good way. And so I've given an importance to it. And also it hasn't always gone perfectly. So what first came up was what it doesn't, like what I don't want, which whenever you're asked a question about what you want, sometimes a really honest place to start with is what you don't want. And so for me... It really means that I'm not doing everything. And for me, the everything includes, it seems like during this time of year when everyone's home, that there are more dirty dishes, more meals, more tidying. It's like everyone else can go on vacation and leave things everywhere in places that they would never leave on a normal day. And then... I run behind everybody and pick up all the messes and like tend to everything. (laughs) And so that's not what I want. That's not what I want out of this. Now, luckily at this point, I have teenagers. So my my tactic, my way forward this year is really going to be about me being consistently clear. I will say that in years past, because I've been practicing this and thinking about this for a while... um, I've done things like asked my mother-in-law to make a meal, or I might still do that this year, or our babysitter, when we had a babysitter, used to make like 200 tamales (laughs) for Christmas, and literally we would eat tamales for a long time with salad, like that was our thing, and I'm going to miss those tamales this year, but um, I think last year we we made them ourselves. That's kind of a side note, but not really, because tamales are a really good thing to keep in the refrigerator. But I still use that. I still use that knowledge of like making things that we can warm up or heat up, and and that takes some of that off of me. But I have to be consistently clear. And what is really interesting about that is that I have to be clear consistently and remind myself about the fact that I don't want to be doing everything 
as much as I have to remind others, probably I have to remind myself more because it is so much easier to sometimes slip back into the version of me, the mom, who just does it all because it's easier to do it all because if I just do it, then I don't have to ask anybody. And so a lot, what I've realized is it's very often it comes back to me and me being clear. And yes, I do have to speak up and ask, um, but really I have to correct myself and not go back into my old behavior because that's not clear, that's confusing. Does that make sense? So if I were to turn that around now, what I would say is a vacation really means that I'm, I feel supported in our home, um, or I don't feel like everything falls on me more than it normally does. You know what I mean? So that's, that's where I'm going. And actually, if I'm really on vacation, I'm really being honest, I have less to do than I usually have, because that means it's really vacation-y, and there's more people in the house, so that should be able to be true, that there's less that I have to do in terms of chores and cooking and all those things. Does that make sense? So that's a piece of what vacation means to me. Here's the other thing it means, and this one is really hard for me, but it means that I'm not doing client work. I'm not supporting clients during this one week off <laughs> that I take off between, it's sort of between December and uh, Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it in a sec, about how now that I've defined it clearly, I actually see when it is. So it means not doing client work. And one of the reasons that I think I'm a really good coach or I'm really good at what I do at this current moment is that I hold space. I'm holding a lot of space. I'm holding the energy of the people I'm talking to and of my clients. And so I've learned, like, this is so much, you know, part of it's skill and part of it's just, this is me. This is how I've always been. And so I can do this when, in any circumstance. I can do it sick. I can do it tired. I can do it when I feel disorganized. Like, I can do it at any moment really well. And a few times of year, I need space. And I need to let myself rest and recharge um, because that way I, I do actually get sick less. <laughs> That's like me really taking care of myself. And I can also, by doing that, I, I can see how it even improves how I hold space and how I can do it really for anything. So does that make sense? So like that's specific to what I do. Um, but I think that there's really benefit for all of us taking time off from worrying about work. Um, because it's just like we need resets in all aspects of our life. And so it used to be that I either like I would use work to take off from momming or I'd use momming to take off from work, but I never let myself be. And so part of what vacation really means to me and the third thing that I put down and the thing that definitely didn't start with a negative, it started with a positive was that if I'm really taking vacation, it means that I have self-care really sprinkled into every day, but also like every, I don't want to say every moment, but like it's just always sprinkled in because I'm 
I'm tending to myself as I navigate the days. That doesn't mean that I'm not like, you know, hugging my kids and spending great time and playing games and doing all those things, but I'm never doing that at sacrifice to myself, right? So if I'm sick during my vacation, I might not go out and go sledding. If I'm um, really tired, I might not stay up and watch a movie all night. Does that make sense? So it's like, how am I sprinkling really taking care of myself into every day of these seven days? So to me right now, from where I stand on this particular day, that to me looks like journaling. Journaling is a really, really important part of this time of year for me. I I use it to process the year past. I use it to dream about what's to come. I use it to just be in the magic. As many of you all know, I have a specific journal that I use in the days between Christmas and the 6th of January, which is Kim Marie's Sacred Nights Journal. I am also, though, journaling on paper. We have planning pages that we create for 2024 um, planning. And to me, that's like organized journaling. So I do this combo of like freeform journaling, but also I include into journaling like that more free, the more organized like planning stuff. I'm going to share one of the questions from that um, in a minute. But, you know, we have everything from open-ended journaling questions to like really detailed like you know, in a business, this is what is happening. This, These are my money goals. These are my um, customer goals, you know, and in life, like this is what I'm thinking about this area of life and this area of life and this area of life. So we, it's like this very guided thing for planning um, next year. Um, I think, by the way, right now that only exists for people who bought Make December Matter and are in Flow 365. But I'm thinking of making it available to everybody. So stay tuned for that. I mean, you'd have to pay for it. But I'm thinking that that's going to happen in, in the coming weeks. I think we can pull that off easily. I'm saying this out loud. And my team's probably like, wait, what are you talking about? Um, but I think that that's totally possible. So so journaling is important. One of the other things that I pinpoint for right now is that I have been really sick. And so I'm noticing like I haven't move my body in the way that I want to. And in general, when that's the case and it's freezing cold out, which it is right now, I am a big fan of hot yoga. So that's going to be an important part of it. I've actually already signed up for the classes. So that's a good thing like that I, that I do in advance. Um, I'm also thinking about a supplement protocol, which I'm super excited about. Hydration is big on my list as I overcome this cold. And clean food is a big one. And the reason I'm saying all these is because you can hear when you're thinking like winter holiday and like those five things that they don't necessarily go together. But this is where just really understanding how you're going to take care of yourself, I think is really important. And know that um, my gift to you during the holidays is going to be a whole bunch of prompts for self-care because I really do believe that that is super, super important. So if you're on our email list, you will be getting that for twelve the 12 days of Christmas, some self-care prompts. So just know that that's coming your way um, because it's just really important that I think that for most of us that we start to put these things first and it looks very different for everybody. So I don't want you to think that because I journal, journaling means that that's self-care for you or because I like yoga, that's self-care for you. This is very different for everybody. Actually, I just got off a call 
with Flow 365ers and we were talking about self-care. And it always shows me like, you know, for somebody, it was really about practicing saying no. For somebody else, it was about getting nails done. And for somebody else, it was about like really leaning into sleep and how to get that no matter what. So really to protect all of these things, the other thing that I'm really understanding is that the timing has to be mine. And so I'm really aware of that, 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 that when I was letting outside things dictate my time, like the time I was taking off, I was like relying on the school holiday and the bank holiday and like my husband's work holiday or just my own limiting beliefs about when the holiday is <laughs> instead of relying on what I really needed. So I landed on taking the days off of work a little bit before the normal holiday season. Like, so sort of, I'm roughly looking at the 21st to the 2nd. Um, with a little bleep in there on the 28th and 29th because we have some really important Flow 365 planning to do. But I, I already know how much joy that gives me. So that's fine that that's happening. That really serves me. That's planning that I'm going to be doing, right? And of course, there's moments that I'm going to go above and beyond for my kids. And there are lots of moments where where I'll walk out the door and, and go to hot yoga, right? So it's really important that I'm taking in I'm doing all the different things. And when it was really chaotic, so if I go back to before I was like getting a little bit more conscious about the different parts, I was really opting for an ideal holiday that was not in alignment of how I was myself in that moment or needed to be. So right now, the journaling, yoga, supplement, hydration, clean food, like that's coming up of where I am right now. It's different every year. It's very different every year. So I just want to offer you that. The planning thing tends to always come up for me. But besides that, it's, it really is different each year. Sometimes it's more about being with people. Sometimes it's more about like something with the kids. Sometimes it's more about sleep, like I'm just exhausted. Sometimes it's about getting better because everyone's sick. We have that a little bit right now, but I'm hoping that will go away by the time the, the, the 21st hits. Um, so the other thing I want to share is that you can use this, like this can show up. The idea that we're acting from the way that we ideally think something should be, that can show up everywhere. This isn't just about the holidays. So that could show up in your work, your health, how you mother, how you daughter, your friendships, right? It can show up in all the different areas. And so when we're making choices on how we, when we're making choices based on how we think it's supposed to be instead of how we want it, that's when this shows up. Or when we're making choices from our old conditioning instead of our future self, like our past conditioning, the things that we were, we just seeped into our belief systems. So one of the questions that I ask in the 2023 planning book that I referred to is what, what would your ideal life really look like? the uncentered version. And I think, so this question was given to us in an interview with Sarah Jenks, which is also part, like all the, all the talks with guests are linked to from this book. And I think the way that she phrased it was, what would your ideal life look like if 
money weren't an object, if your parents weren't alive, and if you like didn't have your current job, right? So like you took everything out of the equation, like what would it actually look like? And so to me, that's really answering the question, by the way, of who are you becoming? And so given that, what choices do you need to make, right? And really start to think about what would she prioritize? What would that person in that ideal life prioritize? And because you can visualize it, it means like you have the capacity to create it. So what would she prioritize? What is she capable of that maybe you're not feeling capable of right now? And what could be like a first step to get there? And here's the thing about whatever it is you decide to do. It's not always easy. So it's not always easy. For example, if I go back to my self-care for the holidays, like it's not always easy for me to find the time that I want to journal, but it feels right. It feels in alignment, right? It's not always, it's like never easy to walk out the door to yoga, Um, it's not always easy to eat clean food in the midst of a holiday situation, but these are things that really feel in alignment with my future self. So it's not always easy, but it always makes sense. I think that's the most important part. And when something's not easy, but it makes sense, we can make a plan for it and we can, we can figure it out. We can make, we can, we can reverse engineer how we're going to get there and we can just take that first step. So if you're working on getting sleep, just remember this, you don't have to worry about sleeping eight hours every night from the second you hear this going forward. You just want to take one step. And maybe the one step is you put your phone downstairs at night instead of bringing it with you up to bed, or you don't drink water, you know, after a certain hour, if the reason you're waking up is because you have to go to the bathroom, or you... Um, if you, you have a meditation that you have nearby, so this would counter the phone thing, if you're, you just need to be calmed back down or you learn a breath thing or you have a journal by your bedside table, there's little things that you can do that are your first step. And then over time, those add up to you being able to sleep through the night. Does that make sense? So the, the thing about what you really want is that we need that big dream. We need that uncensored dream, but then we just need to focus on the next step. So ask yourself that question. Take some time with it this week of what that ideal life really looks like or what the ideal, in the case of everything I've shared today, what does your ideal holiday season look like? Like if you had, if you could do anything you wanted, what would it be? And if you write down, like I would go to the Bahamas and you're at home doing a whole bunch of other stuff, then you can still say, okay, great. Maybe I'll plan to do that a year or two years from now. But what could I do right now during this holiday from exactly where I am that would make me feel in a way that like the feeling that I'm really connected to about being in the Bahamas. So maybe it's like you want to go swimming. You can go to a pool, even indoors, right? Or maybe it's about like seeing pictures or so you, you want to like make a vision board or see pictures of it. Maybe it's about a memory you had there so you can recall a story. So there's lots of different ways that we can bring those things into our present. And that's only what we can do when we start visioning and getting it out of our heads and on to paper. So that's my invitation for you today, as well as how I'm really taking vacation this year. <laughs> 
And I will see you on the next episode, which just so you know, will come out on day one of my time off. So one of the things that I've done to really take vacation is I've thought about what I want you to receive over the time when I'm gone and you will be receiving it with me not even being here. All right. I'll see y'all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.